let's go. Let's go. It is a Thursday edition of the Plank Show. We spent our Thursdays at Haven Disaster Response Group. We do it every single Thursday on the show, and Gary usually swings by at some point to give us the 411. He's coming up bottom of hour two. 13 years in business, emergency services, 24-7, 365. Mold remover, emer- uh, mold removal, emergency water extraction, smoke and fire damage cleanup, structural emergencies. Gary has you covered. Cavens Disaster Response Group, online at cavensgroup.com. Good morning, Josh Helmer. How was your Wednesday night? Oh, it was a great Wednesday night. And good morning, my friend. How are you? Good, good. I uh, I found myself watching the end of the WNBA game last night a bit. Thought that it had good drama. I am I am still perplexed why they only play a five game series, and I want Mark Davis to do for the Raiders what he's done for the Aces. Please, Mark Davis, whatever it is that you've done, do it for the Raiders. Did you you didn't have any high school responsibilities last night either, did you? No, I had a Norman North Band show that I was doing. Oh, that's right, that's right. I I also, Josh, how many times, how many times in the history of the Ref Royal Rumble, which is I think in its third year, right? We're in our third year of it. Yes, that's that's correct. How many times have you had a game where you're like, I want that to be my upset pick, but you don't pull the trigger? You're like, you know what? I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait because. You know, maybe there's this game in Auburn that intrigues me. Wink, wink. Maybe there's this UAB game that intrigues me. Right? So you're like, you know what? I'll wait. In addition to my WWNBA viewership last night, I did find myself watching a lot of Florida International, FIU. Perhaps you've heard of them before. And their head coach, Mike McCarthy, who used to be at Colorado. And so I'm watching them play, and they're playing uh, Sam Houston, who I guess used to be Sam Houston State, and now it's just Sam Houston. And that was a game I wanted for my upset special. That was the game I wanted. I was like, maybe I, uh, and I just couldn't do it. Because I try, I, I don't know, Josh, I just couldn't do it. So now I feel like either I'm doomed, which way, do you, when, you're, when you have something like that happen, do you feel like you're doomed to fail or that you're seeing the board well? Oh, no, it definitely feels like a missed opportunity. There's, <laughs> are you kidding me? There's no celebration. Okay. All right. Because, you know, for me, I want to say, pulling back, maybe I'm seeing things well. Maybe we're good to go. Maybe this is what it's all about. Maybe I've got this thing figured out. You tend to look on the glass half empty side where it's like, oh, no, 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 bro. You missed your opportunity. I'm afraid to say yes. That is correct. So you're telling me maybe Auburn's not a good look for this weekend's upset special. It might be. Maybe you're seeing the board well. Maybe I am. Don't do that now. So you can't change midstream. What are you doing? Um, is there anything Thursdays is, is obviously we move on coming up at 10 a.m. This and we've, well, we were two weeks from the last time the Sooners played a game. It seems like it was like seven years ago, the last time they played, but, uh, Eric Lopez, whom is one of our UCF guys, right? Uh, he big softball guy, but he covers the entire gamut. So, uh, Elo, Eric Lopez is coming up in the circle podcast, but covers all things UCF related. So we'll talk some night football coming up a little bit later on in the program. Have you noticed that? 
that they've moved away from saying Golden Knights and it's just Knights, or is that just something I'm imagining? No, that's, uh, I, I think, happened. Okay. I, I wonder why that is. I usually <laughs> want to really nerd out on something. Usually whenever there is this decision that, hey, this, oh, this is how we're going to say it, there is an explanation in the game notes, right? So here is what UCF has in its game notes. And Josh, to tell you how important this is, right here on the front page. Now, if you were with us yesterday, we got into this with David Goodspeed a little bit. There might have been a squirrel, and the next thing you know, we were talking about F1 in the middle of the conversation, but that's the life we live. Here's what it says in the UCF game notes. This is really nerdy stuff. We're going to move on to the Thursday worries here in just a second, which made their return while I was listening to the T-Row in the morning show. It says UCF, not Central Florida. Please refer to the University of Central Florida as UCF, not Central Florida, on all references. Also, UCF is no longer the Golden Knights and instead simply are known as the Knights. No reason given. No explanation necessary, I think. Did Silver get upset? Did Bronze get upset? How dare they be the Golden Knights? I don't know. No explanation there, Josh, but that's the clarification. That is uh, incredibly puzzling. <laughs> yes. Why? Sometimes, sometimes it takes one person to have an idea, right? Hey, dude, why do we do this? Why do we call ourselves that? You know what? You're right. What is a golden knight anyway? Let's just go with the knights. And then the next thing you know, it's just over. Enough with so everybody I have no... calling us the Central Florida Golden Knights. <laughs> Teddy, you have your you have your challenge now. They are no longer the UCF Knights. They are now the Central Florida Golden Knights. That's for you, Ted. Uh, anything throughout this week, and knowing that Thursday uh, at 10 a.m. this morning is our first chance, Josh, to go in depth on on UCF. Now we've heard a little bit from Gus Malzahn. We know that. They're going to go with John Rice Plumley starting at quarterback. You've heard Brent Venables talk about the difference that makes with John Rice Plumley at quarterback. And really, I, I, I kind of think that it was more about experience, experience uh, at the quarterback position than anything else. Um, I thought Timmy McLean looked dangerous, man. I thought he looked really good, but and and they they seem to be a little bit more of a an explosive offense with McLean. But John Rice Plumley is the guy that they trust, and regardless of how bad he looked to start the game against Kansas, he's getting the call. So beyond that, is there anything, as we've gone through this week of talk, almost two weeks now, that raised has raised your worry level, your concern level, anymore heading into th- uh, Saturday morning's matchup? Anything at all that we've talked about, we've learned, or that we've heard? I, I think some of what you were just discussing right there, I, I think that probably I have a greater respect for their offensive skill talent, then uh-huh. uh, maybe I did it weeks beginning or last week. If Rice Plumley is healthy, which we're, we're told that he is, right? But if mm-hmm. if legitimately he can move and he's healthy, he, he brings a, a different dimension to the quarterback run game that uh, will be challenging for Oklahoma. The skill guys around him are pretty good, so I, I probably have a little bit more respect there than maybe I did two weeks ago. 
So, in other words, knowing that he's uh, he's had some time to get healthy, I think what the Sooners' next two opponents, including UCF, will both be coming off buys. So, I mean, and you're going to get their starters. You're going to play John Rice Plumley, and I I would assume. I mean, have you heard anything out of Kansas about Jalen Daniels? No, no. Is that weird? Do we start questioning if there's more to this story yet? Just quickly pivoting to next week. Is, is it? Yeah, there's there's all sorts of rumors about what's, what, what's going on. There. What's the biggest rumor you've heard? By the way, I want to make this very clear. Uh, any aggregators that are listening, which Josh, as you like to say, we do not have a problem with. Just make sure you get this right. That's this right. is clear. This is clearly us speculating and passing along different things that you've heard. Nor is it reporting. But what's the biggest non kind of it's a back issue rumor you've heard? I mean, there's all sorts of crazy things you you hear that okay that he's sitting out and he'll be joining Lance Leipold wherever his next head coaching job is at. Oh, he's Ooh, gonna, I like that one. He'll, he's going to Michigan State. Oh, he's going to be the next quarterback after Caleb Williams at USC. I mean, there's the room. The message board rumors are just ridiculous with it. I really? Tend, yeah, oh yeah. But I tend to subscribe to he's just hurt and yeah and has wanted to get back but can't so we'll, we'll see it's uh i would imagine if you're kansas that if you can have him back versus oklahoma you're gonna have him back versus oklahoma oh absolutely oh i like that one josh i had heard that one i had heard that that my favorite was and and i'm i'm a big fan kansas's offensive coordinator is andy Koltonicki. uh he is i think he's really good and it's it's a different kind of offense it's more I mean, triple option, right, than it is. But it's out of a, a, a triple option out of a spread, and they, they have a lot of different concepts they use out of it. It's very creative. And I had heard that he wasn't happy with that offense, that Lance Leipold wasn't going to change it, that he's worried about getting hurt. I, I had heard that that he wasn't getting the NIL deals that he thought he was. And in addition to the back injury, a couple of agents have said, bro, you can do a better job for yourself just either A, turning pro or going – here, there, here next year. So, yeah. Okay, good. I, had, I hadn't heard the one about being Lincoln Riley's next quarterback, though. It's, that would be fascinating. When they've got a five-star uh, right. campus, they got, you know, it's just crazy. Malachi, it's just what is it, Malachi Nelson? Is that the, the quarterback they have in wait in the wings? I, anyway, that's, that's for next week. But it's the magnification now that while maybe Oklahoma caught a break in getting Iowa State a little bit earlier in the season, and after watching that game, I don't – I wouldn't mind. I'd feel like Oklahoma would win handily going to Ames next week, regardless of how much better they are. But just for argument's sake, maybe with UCF and the bye and John Rice Plumley having a, another week to get healthy, maybe Kansas with the bye another week for Jalen Daniels to get healthy. Maybe as far as worries are concerned, you look at that next few weeks, Josh, and those are two things where you're like, okay, that kind of sucks. While we're getting their chose, chosen guy, we're getting their starting quarterback where it appears as if he's about back to as healthy as he's been. Appears to, right? Well, <laughs> yeah, that's unfortunate. But uh, right. in a roundabout way, maybe it's maybe it's good for Oklahoma, right? You, sure. You, you do want to get tested a little bit. And uh, each of those two quarterbacks, again, if they're healthy, they present big-time challenges. Sure. Here's the other worry, and this is – it's 9-15, and I know we got a break, but – TJ and Toby at about 
8 a.m. this morning, and, and I don't know what, what led to it, but they were getting into conversation about special teams. And it was it was really it was a it was what this station is all about. I mean, I'm I'm listening to that, and when they threw the break, I'm like, this is what we're all about. To where you can go to other places and they can fight and scratch and claw about the Thunder rotation in the preseason uh, and lose their mind over a uh, this very unpopular AL and NLCS that's going on. But I mean, a true in-depth fight over whether or not you should truly be concerned about the special teams. To me, Josh Elmer, that's what the ref is all about. And as I'm listening to it, I feel like I'm getting a little bit learned up, right? It blew my mind to hear that Zach Schmidt was 8 of 10 for field goals, on field goals this year. Now, And, and again, I shouldn't say that because Shep had tweeted it out earlier this week and had kind of uh, laid out Andrew Shep, our spotter, show contributor. He, uh, he had pointed out this week, he's like, listen, it's not – Everyone losing their mind. The dude missed a field goal that it looks like and it sounds like, and what Brent Venables said, got caught up in the wind. Though I have learned, Josh, in addition on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, to have very, uh, to have quite a few rec- re- restaurant recommenders. We also have a lot of special teams experts, especially <laughs> when it comes to that missed kick. Did you notice that when we talked about it last week? I mean, everyone had a different take on it. It was hilarious, which was beautiful. Which was amazing uh, on the missed kick. But I, I guess the overriding thing that, that, ju- that kind of just, as I pulled back, I don't know that Oklahoma has a special teams problem. But I, I do know in the biggest game of the year, it was the glaring weakness. Not kind of, like glaring from botching a kick return with a forward lateral to missing a field goal to having a blocked punt to having the fake punt. Uh, I feel like I'm leaving something out. But the, the point is all of the, all of the things that you've done well up to that point, it's almost, it's almost like that scene out of uh, Men in Black where they would shine the thing in front of their eyes and you forget about everything. All of that is forgotten when in those biggest moments – you don't necessarily excel. Just like I would say even the most adamant and ardent Dylan Gabriel hater or anyone else, OU offensive line play hater, even they, you know, had a lot of things wiped whenever Dylan Gabriel goes down the field in 117 and wins the game or they protect him in the final 117 and win the game. So I – I guess for me, and this is more of a, of a statement, I think, I'm not worried about the special teams or the field goal kicking, but I feel like in the biggest moment of 2023, Josh, whenever it was and had been something that outside of the punt game been a little problematic or, or, or had been a, uh, really solid with the punt game only being the problem, in that biggest game when it's problematic, that's, that, that is going to raise the level of concern, and it's a natural thing, and I get it. It's, it was the one thing that struggled against Texas. Teddy Lehman said it on the broadcast. He's like, we are dominating two of the three phases of this game right now. The fact that we have struggled so much at special teams is the only reason it's a game. So there's a lot. It's a very broad thing, right? Because it's kickoffs, kick returns, punts, punt returns, in that protection, in that, 
you know, not allowing a fake to happen against you. It's field goals. It's extra points. There's like eight things, and I, I probably even missed a few that go into it. But for the most part, I think it's been good this year. But whenever it doesn't happen in the biggest moment, that's where it's okay to start raising concerns. Sure. And it was a it disaster was <laughs> against Texas. I mean, there's a lot of problems they had. The uh, the two misses for the field goals for Zach Schmidt, you're 8 of 10, but uh, the one, boy, you really, really pulled it wide. And then the, the miss versus Texas, it's like, there's all sorts of theories about what happened because it's tough to tell what happened, right? It was yeah. a puzzling miss what happened there. And then, obviously, y- you can't get a punt blocked in that game. The the punting issues, I, I don't know what the fix would be there. I mean, what what can you try there? Yeah, you know, it's um, it, it's interesting. Sooner Soldier brings up a really good point that I think off the uh, text line, off the Knippemeyer Chevrolet text line, puts a, a, an explanation. What is an explanation point? Puts an exclamation point on the conversation. He says what's important is not how many they miss on field goals, but what situations they miss them. Yeah. I mean, you can blame what you want, but in a game where you had a rather lengthy field goal, a guy whose career long is, I think, 54, and he's hit it twice, and you come up a little short, I, don't, I mean, it's it's could have changed the game, two-possession game, right? And then I also think you go back two weeks, Josh, and, and I think you even talked about this. You missed a 34-yarder. I think it might have even been less than that. Suddenly everyone kind of is like, oh, whoa, hey, 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 hey. You're not Justin Tucker, right? So Justin Tucker had an extra point block, and I think it was his first extra point miss he's ever had in his career. So it's not like everyone's going to freak out. But – Whenever you haven't been that dude and you miss like a, a, a gimme, then suddenly that's whenever the antennas raise more. All right. I don't know if it's part of your Thursday worries. It's not necessarily for me, but I, I'm not here to say how dare you, you're stupid, you moron, if it does bother you, because I think it's natural, Josh. I think it's a natural thing. Yeah, the, the punting woes especially, oh, it's yeah. just not been very good in that regard, and and then you have the multitude of issues that pop up in the biggest game. Like you said, if it happens against, uh, you know, Arkansas State, whatever, right? I mean, hey, let's clean it up. Happens against Texas and it almost costs you the game? Yeah, that's that's a little alarming. All right, quick break. We are at Caven's Disaster Response Group, 405-573-3048. When we come back, your text next on The Ref. Welcome back into the Plank Show. Brad and Bartlesville, you usually correct me on this. I can never remember the neuralizer. Yeah, I didn't, get a, I didn't get a good open, uh, opening to say neuralizer. I'm sorry. Well, you know it's your show. Just trample over me, man. No, Please, I don't like love doing of God. that. I know you don't, but you need to start. <laughs> Please. I, uh, I bit my tongue this morning. I'm now, so in, sorry. In most... Walks of life, when you bite your tongue, you go about your day and all is well outside of every so often going to someone's like, I bit my tongue and it hurts. But I did the whole, uh, what What are your, my mom worked in a dental office her whole life. I think what are they called, your, your bite cuspids, your, the back teeth, 
the ones that never seem to fall out, that become grown-up adult teeth before anything else. And I was having the protein bar, got to eat healthy, Josh, and I took an absolute honk out of the back of my fat tongue. So I apologize if I sound hammered every now and then. That's not an excuse either for the amount of Baileys that Amanda and I just put in our coffee this morning. Kidding, Amanda, kidding. But, yeah, I uh, so I'm playing hurt today, Josh. I'm playing hurt. I just want to make that very clear. Because every so often I'll say a word and I'll hear it, and I'm like, all right, listen, guys, I am not drunk right now. I took a piece out of my tongue this morning, and it hurts. It hurts like a, a torn ACL for a football player. <laughs> okay, maybe we're getting a little dramatic here. But, yes, the neuralizer. neuralizer. And success can be an incredible neuralizer, right? Success, suddenly you're like, well, you know, we won a few games now. Let's let's go. But I also think that, that fans are smart enough to realize. Like, I, I use the Raiders as a great example. Raiders are a 3-3 three and three football team right now. They're currently in second place in their division. They're terrible. Uh, Josh, Iowa is on their way to the Big Ten Championship game if they win the next, what, four or five games that they're going to be favored in all of them. Are they a good football team? They're a good defensive football team, but as an overall football team, is Iowa a good football team? Are they capable of winning the Big Ten Championship? Yeah, in some alternate crazy universe where they upset <laughs> one of those three from the East. But are they are they as good as any of those three? No, yeah. they're not in the same category. I only bring that up because with all of the talk about and, – and, again, going back to listening to T-Rose show this morning, they were talking about the – uh, the special teams, and if it's really and truly a concern, you know, it's, it's, it's almost reached that point where you, you, don't, you don't have to try to sell yourself on something that's not real. Uh, like I said, if I'm a Raiders fan and I want to drink the Kool-Aid, I could sit here and go, three and three. You know, my father-in-law told me about my golf game ain't no pictures on the scorecard that's right so baby. if i shoot if i shoot 85 and i duff them all up there and they get next to the green doesn't matter but it does it does and in this instance you know, i go back to what and i know mr sports is on hold and your guys text has been great and we'll get right to him but um i go back to what we were talking about with david goodspeed and we were we meant to bring this up on the air but we never got to it I'm so ready to be all in, but it's almost as if I've been hurt before. It's like, Ugh. and I keep telling myself this is different because look where the defense is, and it is different. But it's almost as if this team has been 6-0 and before. Go back to 2021, and we fought. We fought as, as a family, right? We fought every day on this show, Josh, about whether or not this is a – is this really a good football team? Is this really a championship football team? And in the end, it wasn't. I don't know if we're having those fights this year, but yet it seems as if we're almost reluctant, at least some of us, to really truly go all in on just how good we think they can be. Is that is that kind of fair in encapsulating the concerns over special teams, and the, the expectations, and where we kind of all are right now heading into Saturday? Yeah, I think that's fair. If Oklahoma rolls this week and then, you know, do you do that again at KU, I think you're going to see that everybody's sort of, okay, yeah, they're pretty good. Yeah. 
And probably most people are feeling that way coming out of the Texas game. Oh, sure. And they should. Do you want to get Mr. Sports in here? Oh, always. Mr. Sports, welcome to the show. What's going on, man? Good morning, fellas. Good morning, Mr. Sports. Good morning. You know what a uh, mulberry is, right, Chris? Uh, A uh, mulberry? mulberry? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, smoke a mulberry cigar in Uh a couple of days. Your tongue will be just fine. Mulberry cigar. Interesting. Am I going to get high off this thing? Am I going to be no, okay? I'm not going to get high okay. or anything. I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you. Smoke a mulberry cigar in a couple of days. Your tongue will be just fine. If not, where it's can I be bu- about a week? Where can I buy a mulberry cigar at? Any, Do I want any, con- any convenience store, any smoke shop, okay. any place? Yeah, yeah. All right. Hey, well, I'm going to tell my wife I'm smoking a mulberry cigar because Mr. Sports said I could. Okay, I'm sorry, well, Mr. Sports. What's on your right. mind? You know, there's been a lot of content. I've, I've had a lot of controversy on social media because it's been five weeks, you know, <laughs> and I don't have as much stuff to do. And, uh, but, uh, you know, the Texas fans and the SC fans, all I can really say is just starve the distraction. Okay. Show up on Saturday and starve the distraction. Now, I want to talk just a little bit about UCF. They're like three and three. Is that right? I think three and three. Yes, correct. Three and three, oh, oh, oh. three in Big Twelve play. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Well, I think some of those games obviously Plumley, you know, was in, and I mean they won, and I didn't realize that he was that much of a threat until I listened to the press conference. And I mean, this guy rushed almost a thousand yards and threw twenty five hundred yards. Then we'll sit. So the defense is going to have to be on their toes with these people, or they if they get behind, it's going to be a snowball thing. Don't you think? No, I agree. I agree, Mr. Sports. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a really good football team as far as running the football. They are a really, really good running football team. Uh, Rice Plumley, I think, gives them a little bit more in the pass game than Timmy McClain, their backup, did, but I'm not ready to die on that hill yet. Uh, I need to watch a little bit more of, of, of Timmy McClain. But, I, again, I don't know if we'll see him Saturday or not. But I'll tell you what, I don't think they can stop anyone. And so, to me, that's where I feel really good. Let's say they do have some success against this Oklahoma defense. I feel good about Oklahoma's ability to score with them, if that, yeah, if that yeah, is a, a problem. Yeah, I don't concern myself with the offense against them. I, right. just, I just hate to get into a big shootout, and then we have one of those possible missed field goals like you guys were talking about a while ago, you know, or something, or, or something that costs us, you know, late in the game or something. But anyway, I, they should handle them easily. If they play, they should handle them pretty easy. Guys, have a good Thursday, and we'll talk to you later. Mulberry cigars. I I knew what a mulberry was, but I never heard of, like, a mulberry cigar. My brother-in-law is a big cigar smoker. Bob Cunningham, my buddy Bob. is. So when I'm around them, Josh, you know what I automatically become? I'm a big cigar smoker because there's nothing better than smoking a cigar that you don't have to pay for. So I love it, but I don't, I don't really – no, I'm gonna go toting around the mole. If anyone happens to see me with a with a cigarette in my or a cigar in my hand, that's what it is. It's off the advice of Mr. Sports. Chuck Town Sooner. Smoking, yes, is known to accelerate healing. <laughs> huh. How about that? <laughs> well, he's he's being sarcastic. He says, oh. Do not take medical advice from Mr. Sports. <laughs> but Mr. Sports is out on the farm. I, I gotta he say He knows these things. I, yeah, I I'm I trust his advice as well. Maybe I shouldn't. Maybe you're right, but I, I do trust him. I got. I got. I had to laugh a little bit. I was thinking about like, for instance, if I'm being serious, if Teddy told me something would make me feel better, 
like for instance, and I'm not sick. I'm just pointing out how this dummy took a chunk out of his tongue this morning. I would do. I would go do it. If Teddy's like, you know what you need to do? You need to uh, gargle some super glue. I probably would. I'm like, you know, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> he knows. So it, it's a real it, man. It, I mean, look, Teddy's been through everything. So I, I, I tend to kind of have Mr. Sports on that level too, y'all. And if he tells me smoking's good for it, I mean, I think I got to go do it. Uh, where is your, you know, we talked a little bit about your concern level over UCF. You spent a lot of time watching John Rice Plumley the other day. Um, now, remember, John Rice Plumley is a guy that has some familiarity with Jeff Levy. They spent, I think it was a year together at Ole Miss. And it was interesting because if you go back and look at the stats, you know, he didn't step on the field. They had Matt Corral. Actually, it was two years. Thank you. He had Matt Corral. And he had Jackson Dart. And so from that perspective, they didn't really – maybe it was just Corral in the two years and Dart came after uh, after uh, Jeff left. I'm sorry. That's correct. So you had those two years of Corral, so he wasn't really able to get on the field. He transfers to UCF, right, after Dylan Gabriel leaves. So there's all of these, like, matrix kind of connections to this matchup. And, you know, really is kind of a perfect fit in Gus Malzahn's offense. I honestly think, though – with what I I like John Rice Plumley a lot, Timmy McLean to me is the scarier quarterback in that system. He really truly is. I think he's faster, but they like the experience. And McLean didn't necessarily throw picks, but he made some mistakes that cost them games. I mean this this is a team, Josh. Let's face it, that is three and three. They should be one and two in conference play right now. They had no business blowing that game to Baylor, none whatsoever. That's true. That that's that's a fair point. That. Everybody should be on guard, not because they're, sure. you know, one and two uh, in Big 12 play and look out, but they're, they're not the Ofer team. Even though they're the Ofer team, they're not. Right. <laughs> hey, they might be winless, but they're not a true Ofer team is, I think, the best way to put this. All right, uh, 405-329-9000. It's 938 on a Thursday. Cavens Disaster Response Group. That's where we spend our Thursdays. 405-573-3048. Structural emergencies, hoarding cleanups. Cavens, they've moved into emergency response world. No longer a remodel contractor, but they still have the maintenance department. They still have the roofing department, and they're here to take care of all your disasters. We're hanging out on a Thursday. When we come back, more of your texts next on The Ref. All right, welcome back into the home of Sooner fans, The Ref. Hey, real quick, before I uh, get back to the phones, and if you guys want to jump in, we'd love to hear from you. Riverwind Casino Jackpot Line, 405-329-9000, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet Text Line, 405-651-3439. Shout out. You know, we, uh, we probably don't do these enough, but I wanted to shout out Kurt Keeley. I... I don't get a chance to talk to Kurt very much. I don't see Kurt as much. And, you know, with the way things are going with the Broncos right now, I hardly ever hear from him or or Perry. Does Perry still work here? I haven't seen him in a while. Is he is, – is the Broncos' misery that bad where we don't hear from our Bronco fans anymore, Josh? <laughs> uh, he definitely still works here. I can confirm okay, that. Okay, good. I'm, I'm, but, Kurt, thank you. Kurt was listening the other day when I was telling the story about the Goldsby store and uh, my buddy Dallas over at Fowler, who does incredible. And he, I think, I think Dallas lives in Washington like I do, so every so often I'll see him at the Goldsby store. But 
uh, Dallas reached out last night. We had like a good 10-minute conversation. It was awesome, man. Sometimes you just need to pick up the phone and call people, which, as you know, Josh Helmer, is number one, number one of my least favorite things to do. Least favorite things to do. It is not high atop the depth chart. That is for sure. My dad is learning how to text, so I'm getting to text a lot with my dad. Though he'll do this thing, and I think it's kind of maybe, uh, and I'm an older person now, but I think it's someone that not only didn't grow up around technology but never had it through a majority of their professional life, to where he'll, he'll take his phone and he'll just put it in his glove box and leave it there. Like, I guess people still call it a glove box in their car. Do we still have glove boxes in new cars? That is uh... – that's old school, right? Well, that's bizarre behavior, but I'll allow it. Right, but he's 71. I, I know, yeah, that's, it's not bizarre for him, but that is but uh, Now, if you and I were peculiar. to do that, it's like, why didn't you call me back last night? Oh, you know what? I threw my phone in the glove box and just left it there. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> this is, I, I called my, my stepmom the other day. I'm like, did Dad get my text? She's like, yeah, he's just been leaving his phone out in his glove box. I'm like, uh, what? What? <laughs> I, so you're telling me he doesn't sit there and just scroll on Instagram all night long? What is he? What is even life? Is he, so anyway, is he crazy? Is he insane? So thank you, Kurt. I, I, I know that we don't get to hear from you as much, buddy, but I appreciate you spreading the word of the show. Uh, Jesse G., thank you for the advice. Thanks to everyone uh, giving advice as far as my concerns today. Uh, do not take medical advice from Mr. Sports is on here several times. Uh, Gunny writes, I'll bet a mulberry cigar would taste wonderful with some Girl Scout cookies rolled inside of it. What? Uh, and then a Dodger Blaine suggests, swish your mouth with some hot sauce. It'll make you forget about your world. That's like the major pain suggestion from Dodger Blaine. <laughs> Dodger Blaine and I are Dodger fans, so he knows uh, we, all, we know a little bit about pain. Uh, USC Brian. Speaking of a man who knows a thing or two about L.A., USC Brian, welcome to the show, man. You doing okay? How's life? You know it's always good in the neighborhood. And you know, I was going to call you today just to say hello, and I, I was wanted to remind you of a classmate of cookies at uh-huh. OSU that passed away, which was Walt Garrison. Oh, okay. yes, that happened a couple weeks ago. He was a great one. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. But uh, yesterday was the two-year anniversary of her going home. But I'm sorry, man. Something she reminded me of as I was thinking about her, and I hadn't thought about this, but I, I, I would suggest that, you know, we need to remember this every year. You know, we have been talking on and off on this famous magic box of ours for the last 21 years. Oh, wow, man. That's wild. The first time, I can remember the first time I ever called you was I was complaining about John Phillips being the coach at the, at, at TU Basketball, which I wanted him gone. You defended him to the nth degree. And that's Went down when, with that when ship. We first get, yes, that, that's, when we, that's when we first got into it. And you were the one that gave me my name. So, did I? Hey, oh, look at this. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. So, but because of all of that, brother, you will always be family because I can remember it. We've gone through a lot watching kids grow up and losing people and everything else. So, a couple of times in the hospital, I talked to you, but you know, yeah, but it's been a long I appreciate time. That, man. 
It has been. Well, I appreciate that. And I'm, I'm glad you found us here because everyone either loves your calls and it, and it like tickles the nostalgia kind of feather in everyone's mind, or Brian, you end up setting people off on a rage. <laughs> so there is no gray area, which is what everyone tells me a good personality is supposed to be. So kudos to you well, on you, that. Well, well, you know that you know what my old motto used to be. Used to be, and I, and I think I'm going back to it now, because I don't know how much longer I got on this earth. I could go tomorrow, or I could go in ten years. But in any case, I've always said this, and I'm gonna stick to it. If I can't piss off at least one person a day, I'm not doing my job right. <laughs> oh man, hey Brian, take care. Y'all have a good day, brother. Me too. Uh, Brian's uh, Brian lost his wife, Cookie, a couple years ago. Uh, Cookie is awesome. To kind of tell you how long Brian and I have known each other and how, how he's been, the only thing we're, we're missing out from, well, there's a lot that we're still missing out as far as contributors from the from the old big show. It wouldn't, it wouldn't suck to hear from an OSU Justin every now and then, though. He might listen to this station out of hate and spite, I know Rube had battled some health issues, and I'd reached out to him, and, you know, maybe we can get – Josh, you'd love Rube. You'd love Rube. Um, but Cookie was awesome because USC Brian's wife, she would she supported the show. And one time, my daughter, my, my Emma, who's 14 years old now, 14 years old, a freshman in high school, my son and I were at Quick Trip, and she had that, like, three-year-old meltdown where she just stood in the walkway and was laying on the ground, throwing a fit, screaming. I wasn't going to get her. I'm like, we got to – could you please stop? You know, it's, you can't, like, reach out and just smack your kid, right? I mean, gosh, I don't need that kind of – though this was about 10 years ago, Josh, so – Easier, yeah, to do that thing. Yeah, maybe a little easier. But, but, again, that's not how I parent. That's not how I parent. No, that's how my dad would have parented. That's how my mom would have parented. And my shoulder would have been jerked out of joint, and I would have paid for it. But I would have learned my lesson. And Cookie just happened to be there, and she she gave her a little hug, and Emma stopped, and we left. It's like, Cookie, can you just come home with me? So shout out USC Brian. Appreciate the contributions. Always here. And like you said, Josh, one time USC Brian came on, it kicked the W, was it WGN, nostalgia off for an entire show. One time he came on, and everybody wanted to go fight him. So... I think that, I, I think USC Brian someone just pointed out yeah plank he went with the he went with the kiss up angle because his Trojan stink all right no that's off the super secret text notes online I don't think wins and losses had anything to do with that he does strike a chord what's the one sports take perspective kind of ship that you went down with that think about it during the break where you were like this going to work. I'm telling you, this is this guy or this coach or this player or this team. What's the, when you look back, the great miss that you never gave up on? Do you have one? Can you think of one right off the top of your head? No. Think about it during the break. I, I got to think. I, I have two. I have two. We'll get to it next, right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. Did anyone jump to your mind, Josh, as far as ships you went down with? In the sports world? This is a good June-July conversation. Yeah, so probably, bottle this one up. Probably just the early 2000s that uh, the next year was going to turn out better for the Royals again and again and again. <laughs> you eventually were right. You eventually were right. One of the greatest lines I ever heard, and I steal it all the time, Ryan Rahal, whom I love, 
uh, did a radio show from 9 to 11, 9 to noon with Big Al Jerkins, and they had a caller, OSU Justin, that called in one time, and it's like, I told you guys, I told you guys. And as soon as he hung up, Ray Hall's like, he told us every year. Eventually <laughs> you shoot a gun enough times in the air, you're going <laughs> to hit a duck. Yeah. And I just thought that was the greatest thing I'd ever heard. Um, I, I have three. I think I'm going down with Derek Carr right now, man. I don't know if that's going to work in New Orleans. So that's one. Um, I'm still a firm believer if Bill Blankenship was given another year at TU football, he would have been fine. Uh, same thing with Doug Wojcik and John Phillips, old school TU fans know what I'm talking about. Linebacker C.O. Moore, Josh. C.O. Moore. Look him up. I thought he was a difference maker. Uh, True Sooner checks in and says, Speed D with Alex Grinch. Bro, I wrote an article. I wrote 2,000-plus words on Speed D and how different it was. You want to talk about a great old takes exposed. Go read that article from Boyd Street. <laughs> Cody writes, Mitch Trubisky or Shea McClellan? Darren McClellan was a linebacker out of Boise. Bears fans thought they had a rock star there. And, and Jesse G. Buffalo would have won the Super Bowl if they would have stuck with Flutie over Rob Johnson and the Music City miracle never would have happened. The the most amazing thing I think I ever pulled out of my backside was on that day of the uh, th- that game. Of, we were doing pregame shows for some reason before NFL games. Maybe that was on a Saturday. And I said, whoever wins this game today between Buffalo and Tennessee, they're going to the Super Bowl. And sure enough, Tennessee went to the Super Bowl that year. All right, quick break. When we come back, uh, let's learn about UCF, the Knights, from Eric Lopez, our buddy, from the In the Circle podcast, but also covers all things UCF. We'll talk to him next.